Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. And it's going to be a fun midweek madness. We're going to be dealing with, uh, we're going to talk about Vince McMahon and uh, kind of, I don't want to say put a bow on his career, but we're going to talk kind of uh, my thoughts on it, what's going to happen next with Vince McMahon. Um, We're going to talk about kind of uh, give you a little bit of the report from the San Diego Comic-Con and uh, specifically Star Trek-related stuff. And then we will end with a movie review of the movie Nope. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Obviously, the big news uh, came out Friday that Vince McMahon was officially retiring from the WWE. And um, I got to be honest, pretty surprised by it. Um, I've followed pretty closely um, the allegations against McMahon. You know, my attitude about it was, well, you know, he's had accusations like this before. You know, he'll beat this. I think the biggest difference, though, is, you know, Vince McMahon was a chairman of a publicly traded company, uh, meaning you had stockholders, you had shareholders to answer to. I mean, I, I'm I'm a stockholder in the WWE, uh, in fact. So, um, I, and I think ultimately, you know, there was there was enough there. There was some issues with the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, that warranted you know Vince McMahon needed to go, and so I think he he retired to save face. And it's it's a big 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 news in the world of wrestling. Um, for the past forty years, let's go all the way back to the nineteen eighties. Vince McMahon has been the king of professional wrestling. You know, you had WCW had a couple good years where they were beating the WWF at the time in ratings. But even then, you know, people associated professional wrestling with the WWF and then later the WWE. And, you know, you go back all the way to when Vince McMahon made the decision to take his World Wrestling Federation national because if you go all the way back and this is i would recommend there's a there's a bunch of good podcasts that you can listen to that kind of give you a little bit of history on this so tony shivani's got one um you know jeff jarrett's got one but you know wrestling before the 1980s was a territorial sport and each territory had their different promotion and their different champion you know, Texas, you had the WCCW World Class Championship Wrestling. You had Florida Championship Wrestling in Florida. You had Memphis uh, CWA. You had Mid-Atlantic Georgia Championship Wrestling. And then all the way up in the Northeast, you had the WWWF, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. And that was Vince McMahon Sr. Well, when Vince McMahon Sr. sold to his son, Vince McMahon Jr., Vince decided, hey, let's take this thing national. And what he ended up doing is it basically put everybody else out of business because he he plucked all of the big stars from these other promotions and brought them into the WWF. I mean, Hulk Hogan's a good example of that. Hulk Hogan, he really hit it big in the AWA, which was based out of Minnesota. And, you know, same with Mean Gene. Mean Gene came from Minnesota. 
Uh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage came from Memphis. And so Vince basically created this worldwide wrestling promotion and then, you know, brought in, decided to do this pay-per-view called WrestleMania. And, I mean, the rest has been history. You know, the WWE, even, you know, everyone's complaining about how the product's been. It's a billion-dollar company. And, I mean, they they literally just sold out Jerry World for WrestleMania. They're going to the new Rams Stadium next year, and it's going to be probably sold out. This weekend uh, for SummerSlam, they're playing at the Titan Stadium. They're probably going to get sold out there too. So, you know, he – we wouldn't we would not have professional wrestling in the mainstream if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and you know you've had you've had people try to compete with him WCW most notably you know you had ECW for a while you know AEW kind of is chirping like they can compete with him but you know Vince has been the king of wrestling and and yeah he's got flaws obviously and 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 I don't want to get into the accusations because I truly believe, you know, let's let the courts and let's let the investigation bear out and decide. And if if he is guilty and if he is responsible for wrongdoing, then absolutely there should be consequences. Um, So that's my stance on that. But I don't think you can argue that Vince McMahon is is the man responsible for pro wrestling being on people's television screens and you know it's it's still a mainstream product i mean the rock came from the wwe john cena i know some people don't like him as an actor but he's an actor uh john cena came from the wwe you know you've had you know these you know rick flair hulk hogan all these guys and so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens moving forward with the wwe so on the corporate operation side, you've got uh, two new co-CEOs. One is a Nick Khan, and then the other one is going to be Stephanie McMahon, um, who's Vince's, Vince's daughter. Not a surprise that Stephanie is the one that is, is getting basically the keys to the kingdom here as from the McMahon family. Um, it, it's been made very clear probably t- the last 10, 15 years um, – when it came to either Shane or Stephanie, that Stephanie was going to be the one that took the helm when Vince was done, um, not Shane. And so not really surprised there. The other big operation, operational change, obviously, is who's going to be booking? Who's going to be the one who's going to have the final say on the matches and the storylines and all that? It's going to be Triple H, uh, who's Stephanie's wife, and that's going to be interesting to me. You know, Triple H for many, many years was in charge of NXT, which is basically it's it's the WWE's developmental uh, league. It's their minor league, basically. And, you know, he got a lot of praise for it. It's a very different product. Uh, the original NXT was a very different product than what you see in the WWE. Um, you know, Triple H hadn't been in charge of the new NXT lately because of medical issues, but... You know, when NXT went mainstream, you know, that was Triple H's baby. And, and you know, you look up and down the roster, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Riddle, um, you know, the, the women, Charlotte Flair, Becky, uh, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, you know, all these people, the majority of your stars in the WWE today 
came through NXT and really honed their craft in the NXT, and that's Triple H's fingerprints. Now, one of the things that's happened is is a lot of these NXT stars, when they get called up or brought up to Raw or SmackDown, a lot of them have fizzled out. You know, you talk about Keith Lee as a good example of that. Uh, Tomas Ciampa, who's kind of been in and out of, of stuff. You know, some of them didn't even make it to the WWE, to the big, to Raw or SmackDown because, you know, Vince didn't feel like they could hack it. You know, Adam Cole is a good example. You know, Finn Balor. Finn Balor was a huge star um, in NXT and hasn't been able to get a run with a world title other than when he won the initial championship and was injured. Shinsuke Nakamura, another guy. So, you know, Vince was well known to have a certain vision and certain body type as to who should be a star. And it usually he he liked the big guys. He liked the heavyweights. You know, someone like a AJ Styles or, you know, Finn Balor, Vince tended to have the attitude, well, they're too small to be a star. So it's going to be interesting to see what ends up being what ends up happening with the storylines and who gets pushed with Triple H, a, I think a, someone who has a opposite mindset of Vince McMahon in many ways um, making the booking calls. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now, do I think WWE is in trouble? No, I don't think so. I think they're, you know, they're, they're still a billion dollar company. You still have a massive deal with USA and Fox. You have this massive billion dollar deal that you made with Peacock to broadcast the WWE Network. Um, so I think they'll be fine. I, you know, I don't see this as an opportunity for an AEW to overtake the WWE. I just don't see that happening. Um, the other big, the other big rumor, debate, discussion has been: Well, is this now an opportunity um, where Vince McMahon actually sells the WWE to a company? You know, and and you know the stock price of the WWE kind of skyrocketed on Monday. Um, kind of based on that rumor. And, you know, certainly I think there there would be suitors for the WWE. Um, I think Comcast would be the number one. One, you know, you've had that relationship with USA for years, NBC, you're on Peacock. Um, Disney, I think, would be a, another player as well. You've been on Fox, and I think that would just be another revenue stream for Disney. I don't think they're going to sell, though. I, I really think that you're going to see the operational structure that was put in place with your co-CEOs and Triple H booking. Um, And I don't think we're going to see a lot of the ramifications of this, you know, until maybe two, three months from now. Because I think storyline, especially the SummerSlam storylines, are pretty much nailed into place right now. Um, It's it's now just a matter of executing those storylines, which – Let's talk a little bit about SummerSlam, and then we're going to be done with this segment. Um, I have to be honest with you. The SummerSlam card does not appeal to me at all. It's a, it's a lot of rematches. We've got Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again. We've got the Usos and um, the Street Profits again, this time with Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee, which I guess adds a wrinkle to it. But there's really – for a show that's going to be taking place at a stadium – 
it just doesn't have a lot of sizzle or fire. And I'll be, I'll be really honest with you. The, the wrestling event that I'm looking forward to this weekend isn't SummerSlam. It's happening on Sunday night uh, with Rick, Fair, Rick, Rick Flair's last match. That has provided more compelling story than anything the WWE's done. And it's basically a glorified independent show with Ric Flair at the top. And so, you know, WWE does have a problem. And, and it's going to be interesting to see um, how Triple H turns it around, if he turns it around. Which I think it's going to be a different product. Um, now, is it going to be a better product or worse? I don't know. But it's definitely going to be a different product. So it's going to be worth bearing out. Um, but, yeah, obviously big news and a big change coming to the wrestling business with Vince McMahon gone. And it'll just be, we're going to watch and see what happens. And, you know, we'll see. So we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, I'm going to give you kind of my full thoughts on what came out of the San Diego Comic-Con. And welcome back to this week's edition, this midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. So um, the other big news this weekend was the San Diego Comic-Con took place in person for the first time in two years. And you had a plethora of news come out of that. I'm going to touch on a little bit of the Marvel stuff, and then we're really going to hit hard Star Trek because I'm a Trekkie first and foremost. And so obviously the big Marvel news, they leaked out a bunch of shows we're going to get, you know, they we, we got the title of the new Captain America movie, which is Captain America New World Order, which was hilarious, by the way. You had a lot of, you know, Eric Bischoff and, and the NWO stuff <laughs> kind of came through. That would be cool if that if they're the villains, by the way, but I don't think they are going to be. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm all, all about Captain America. I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the best of the uh, – has been the best of the Disney plus Marvel shows thus far. So I'm looking forward to that. They, they had a trailer for the black Panther Wakanda forever. I think that's going to be a great movie. Uh, it's, it's going to be a bittersweet movie because, you know, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, I, I think, I think his sister will be the one that takes up the the mantle by the way. Um, but they didn't really give away who black Panther is going to be in the movie. Um, a bunch more, uh, series we're going to get another marvel what if season which i enjoyed the first season of that um two avengers movies coming out one uh secret wars the other one being uh the kang dynasty i don't know much about any of those things i don't um i'm interested to see who's going to be the quote unquote avengers in these movies um other big x-men x-men they're doing an x-men 97 reboot and it's basically going to be they got the original cast members from the 97 x-men back together and they're going to do a basically a reboot of that cartoon series which you know saturday mornings in the 90s that was a solid 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 cartoon um they're doing a spider-man prequel animated series um basically and i'm trying to think if there's anything other big things that kind of popped out to me. Um, not really uh, beyond that. Uh, trying to, th- yeah, I don't, you know. Um, so Marvel's going to Marvel, and you're going to have a bunch of movies come out. Oh, Fantastic Four's coming out. I, I don't know. 
I, I, the other two I never saw, and I, it sounds like it was a good thing I didn't see them because they were terrible. Well, I see this one. I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. You know, so, um, you know, obviously Marvel's going to Marvel, and they've got all sorts of stuff coming in, and be interesting to see. Bigger news for me was Star Trek, and we had some big-time, big-time, big-time news um, come out of this um, Star Trek at, at the San Diego Comic-Con. Um, the first thing we 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 got was a teaser for Star Trek Picard Season 3, which is going to come out in 2023. I'm predicting it's probably going to be around the same time that Season 2 came out this year, which was around February. So I, I'm thinking February 2023 you'll have uh, Star Trek Picard Season 3. This is the final season of Picard, and they're bringing everybody back from the next generation. And what was cool about the teaser is we got to see visually what the characters look like. And the one that stood out to me, and stood out, to, I think, to most Star Trek fans, was Worf. Worf looked awesome. He's got, like, white hair now, and he, got, he, had, his little, he had a new Klingon weapon. And he had, I mean, yeah, I'm all about Worf. I loved Worf and that's going to be fun to see him back. They also tease that we're going to see not one, but multiple enterprises should be interesting. I think we're going to see the enterprise D for sure. Um, are we going to see the enterprise E or enterprise F? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be fun. I think this is a great way to wrap up the Picard uh, story. Uh and also, Seven of Nine and uh, the Rob Raffi character coming back, which I'm good with. They, I enjoyed their their characters. I think there's a strong chance, by the way, that I, you're going to see a spinoff from Picard because um, because you know I, I just I think the way they're 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 wanting to do things is when one show ends, a new show begins. I think with a spinoff of Picard, I had earlier thought maybe it would be about Elnor and like Starfleet Academy. I'm thinking it may be about like Captain Seven of Nine and her commanding a ship. I think that's a big possibility. So being, uh, we'll just keep watch on that. Then we had a Lower Decks uh, teaser, which Lower Decks Season 3 is the next Star Trek show that's going to be coming out. It's coming out next month. August 25th and the big leak um, from Lower Deck season three is we are visiting Deep Space Nine and huge news for a lot of Star Trek fans because since Star Trek came back in 2017 with Discovery, it certainly has felt like that Deep Space Nine has kind of been forgotten and left in the dust. You know, you had Obviously, you have Picard, which, you know, you've got Next Generation people coming in and out. Um, with Voyager, you've had Seven of Nine. You've had Prodigy featuring Captain Janeway. You had Tom Paris show up on Lower Decks. Enterprise, you've had little Easter eggs with Enterprise. Obviously, the original series, you brought it back. Captain Pike and Spock and all them and Kirk. Um, but Deep Space Nine has kind of been the forgotten one. And to a certain extent... It's not a surprise, and here's why it's not a surprise. One is uh, there's practical reasons, and the practical reasons are you either have, like, your cast of Star Trek Deep Space Nine either 
have not expressed an interest in coming back to the Deep Space Nine universe. Um, Avery Brooks has basically been out of acting for multiple years now. Uh, Cole Meany, who played O'Brien, Chief O'Brien, he's basically kind of been on the fence about coming back. You know, un- un- unfortunately, you know, Rene Aubergine, who played Odo, he passed away. Um, you know, Terry Farrell as Jadzia, Jadzia Dax is, is dead in the Deep Space Nine universe. And so you, you, you haven't had a lot of the actors and actresses of Deep Space Nine express an interest in coming back. And I think the other reason you haven't seen Deep Space Nine revisited is, is because Deep Space Nine is kind of the black sheep of Star Trek. And, and it's, it's lived in that realm pretty much since it began. You know, and, and, you know, you even have people, I mean, I know Star Trek fans that they liked all Star Trek, but Deep Space Nine. I also knew Star Trek fans that their number one was Deep Space Nine. Um, I've kind of been in the middle. I always enjoyed Deep Space Nine, um, but, you know, I like the other Star Treks as well. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, and there's, there's obviously, you know, demand for Deep Space Nine, you know, when a few years ago, when the, the Deep Space Nine documentary came out, which if you've never seen it, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Um, it did very well, had a huge following. So I'm intrigued to see how, uh, what Lower Decks does with this Deep Space Nine episode. Their showrunner, Mike McMahon, basically said, we're not only going to go on the station, but you're going to probably going to see some characters. So that's going to be interesting to see who comes back from Deep Space Nine. My prediction is probably I think you're going to see Quark and I think you're going to see Kira um, for sure. Beyond that, I don't know if you'll see anyone else uh, from Deep Space Nine. Maybe O'Brien because you've had some running jokes about Chief O'Brien. But, I mean, in, in the Deep Space Nine story universe, you know, O'Brien's no longer on Deep Space Nine. And so that would be interesting. But I think I, my, my two that I definitely think are going to be on there is going to be Kira and Quark. And then beyond that, who knows? So, And then the last big news, and this, was, this is going to be fun. This is the one I'm most intrigued by, is so Strange New Worlds had a panel and it got interrupted by uh, lower decks characters, uh, lower deck, de- lower decks actors, lower decks actors, and they have confirmed that we are going to have a lower decks crossover with Strange New Worlds, and that intrigues me. Lower decks has probably uh, continued to be my favorite of the new Star Trek, although Strange New Worlds I was really impressed by, um, and, and so. I like we're going to get more lower decks. What's going to be interesting to see is how they're going to do it. Uh, in case you don't know, Lower Decks is an animated show. And Strange New Worlds is a live action show. So there's a couple things you can do. You can go the Who Framed Roger Rabbit route, which I'm kind of 50-50 on. Because uh, I don't know if it'll look cheesy. You could bring the two Lower Decks characters, Mariner and um, Boimler, into the live-action world. And I think you could do that very easily. The, the, two, the two voice actors that play them look like the characters. And I think you could easily kind of bring them into the live-action world. Or you could take Strange New Worlds to the animated world. So I'm intrigued. 
I hope there's going to be more lower decks crossovers. I'd love to see Prodigy get in on the game at some point. But um, I'm intrigued by how that's going to look. And um, I I think Strange New World Season 2, it's in the can. I think it will have the same schedule as this year, just like Picard. So I think May of 2023 is when we'll have the premiere of uh, Strange New World Season 2, which we already know we're going we're gonna to get a Kirk um, appearance. So that should be fun as well. So that was the big news out of Star Trek this week uh, from the San Diego Comic-Con. I think they're going to leak more stuff coming up. Although the other big thing was um, the Alex Kurtzman, who's basically in charge of Star Trek, um, came out and basically said that they are working on two other Star Trek series that have a female lead. So here's kind of my thoughts on that. I think one of them is a Picard spinoff with Seven of Nine as the captain, and it'll have Rafi on there as well. I think the other one may be that Michelle Yao Section 31 series. You know, that was announced, and then it kind of went away. I think that's going to be a limited series because I think it's going to be very hard to nail down Michelle Yao for like a three, four, five season show. But I think you could do a limited series, Section 31 series, with Michelle Yao, and I think it'll. I think that would do very well and be very popular. So that's kind of my prediction on those two shows. So we'll see what happens. But a lot of interesting news with Star Trek this week, even though there's no new Star Trek episodes coming up and for another few weeks, still a lot of news coming out. So we're going to take the break, and then when we come back, I will give you my movie review of the movie Nope. And welcome back to this midweek madness edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. So I'm going to give you my movie review of the movie Nope. Um, This is the new movie that came out on Friday. It is Jordan Peele's latest creation. And I have to be honest with you, I'm not like this huge Jordan Peele fan. Um, When the initial movie Get Out that he did came out. I actually didn't go see it in theaters. I didn't really have any desire to see it. I finally saw it uh one of my friends' house and I also saw us the same way. It get out, I was it was somewhat entertaining us kind of the same way. Um Jordan Peele also did two seasons of a Twilight Zone reboot and the episodes were kind of hit or miss. The, uh, you know, and even the best of the Twilight Zone episodes weren't obviously as good as Rod Sterling's Twilight Zone. So I'm saying all this basically say that I'm not this huge like Jordan Peele fanboy. Um, so I went into this movie. It, it looked intriguing, but I wasn't real sold on, oh, it's going to be an awesome movie, blah, blah, blah. Um, I got to say I really enjoyed Nope. The the story is really good. It really reminded me a lot of the movie Signs, which is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I'm not talking about who the ultimate antagonist is in this Nope movie because, you know, there's, there's some obvious differences. I'm trying to keep as spoiler-free as possible. But I just think the way that the movie was put together – had some elements of the movie signs and, and the fact that 
the camera work really put forth a great effort not to give you a clear picture of who the antagonist of the movie is until pretty much near the end of the movie. And so it kind of keeps you guessing and really it kind of keeps you thinking it's, oh, it's this, when all of a sudden, no, oh, that's not what I expected. So I really liked that element of it. And I, I thought the the casting for it was great. Um, you know, you had the Daniel Kalua, who's been in a bunch of, he was in the original, you know, Get Out and all that. I thought he did a great job. Uh, the person that played his sister did a great job. You had, and, and, and again, this was a movie that they dropped little breadcrumbs at you that if you paid attention, oh, you know, it makes sense at the end. Um, you know, you had this subplot with this monkey on a 90s, 80s, 90s uh, sitcom that attacked and killed all the other cast members or maimed the other cast members. Uh, and, you know, you're like, what is going on? This is weird. This has nothing to do with anything. Well, it does. And, and you know, it, there, it, it ties into the whole story. So if you're a fan and if you're a fan of horror, I think you're going to like Nope. If you're not a fan, and I'm I'm not this huge horror fan. I mean, I've got friends that that's all they watch, um, and I'm not. That's not me uh, because a lot of times I find horror movies. Most of them are just very, like, I don't know, cheesy. But I I really it's the I really thought this was more of a suspenseful movie than horror, and I, I think it, I think uh you know Jordan Peele did a great job. So I would definitely give this a recommend. Um, you know, even if you're not like a huge horror fan, I think you'll enjoy it. So it's, it's available. It's on, it's out in theaters, multiple theaters. Uh, so, you know, go see it if you haven't seen Nope yet. So, all right, this is, uh, brings us to the end of this week's midweek madness of the Chris Carpenter show. Um, I will record a normal broadcast recording this weekend and then, as far as next week, midweek madness, I'll let you know Saturday if I'm going to do one. I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, and then uh, next week we're, we're getting back into the swing of things in school. And so I, I definitely will be doing my normal week weekend episodes. I'm hoping to do some midweek madnesses throughout the school year. It'll just kind of depend on timing and subject matter, but Keep listening. Uh, follow the feeds, uh, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. Follow me on Twitter. It's at the C Carp Show. Also follow the official TikTok of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is just simply the Chris Carpenter Show, and you'll you'll get to uh, all my information will be on there. So I will see you this weekend for another edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. <laughs>